Is it ever too late to start playing adult recreational tennis? Erin and I are excited to have Stephanie here tonight. She started playing in 2019 and plays or hits almost every day. She is the mother of three children. One of them actually played in college, and she says she loves to play because she loves the challenge, the exercise, and the friendships. So Stephanie, can you tell us why you started playing adult tennis? My husband has played most of his life, and then all three of my children, my oldest one is a swimmer, but she took a tennis class in college, and so she plays tennis as well. My middle one was very competitive. She played all through high school and she played four years at the University of Mary Washington in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And then my youngest one played through high school. And so I was the only one that didn't play. And in January of, uh, I guess it was 2019, my husband was working long hours. My oldest child, she was off working. She had finished her master's degree. My middle child was finishing up her master's degree at NC State. And my youngest child was an undergraduate at NC State. I was all alone at home. I was taking care of our sick dog and then our dog passed away. And for the first time in my life, I had nothing to do. I had no tennis matches to go to, no swim meets to go to, no PTA meetings, and I was kind of lost. So I had to get myself up out of that funk and um, figure out something to do. And I thought, well, everyone else in the family plays tennis, I'm going to start so I can join in and make it our family time together. That's fantastic. Now, how old were you when you signed up and started playing? I was 56 and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I know kids like that half year. I was 56 and a half. And I was kind of out of shape. The women that I was playing with were much younger than me. Some of them were in their 30s and early 40s. They could have been my children. (laughs) But I pushed myself to get in there and start hitting with them. Do you have a favorite stroke? Because I remember when I first learned, I think I spent the first five lessons on forehands. And then when he switched me to backhand, it felt so foreign. And then for a couple of years, it ended up being my favorite stroke. Now I'm definitely back to my forehand, but I remember holding the racket and it just felt so weird. I thought there's no way I'm going to hit a tennis ball like on the wrong side of my body. And, but so do, do you remember that? Or do you have a favorite stroke now? I do have a favorite stroke. It's my backhand slice. Ah, I was playing with my friends and I was backing up the wrong way to do an overhead (laughs) and I fell and broke my left wrist. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So because of that, I had to develop a one-handed backhand because I couldn't use that hand. I had a hard time doing a backhand topspin. So the slice just came naturally to me. So that's Mm -hmm. my favorite stroke right now. That's probably very effective too. Because I know. I know. Slices in general, like our pro, when I asked him to teach me a slice, because I would see other people on the court doing slices, he was like, no, I do not teach that stroke to (laughs) beginners. (laughs) So I'm sure when someone comes up against you and that stroke, it's probably very difficult for them to deal with. It is. I'm still at a 2-5 level, so there are many women in that level that don't know how to handle a slice. Playing with these younger ladies, I always feel like I have to do a little bit more because they can move around the court so much better than I can. So I I always feel like I have to work a little harder to be able to move or to be able to hit, you know, that cross court or that down the line, the volleys that come my way. So I'm always trying to improve. I am still in my thirties, but I played a woman that was late sixties, maybe in singles. 
Yeah. And she just had the best strokes and ran me from side to side. <laughs> and I couldn't get a point off of her. It was so hard. So what you're doing is right. And so even, you know, I know how you say you feel like you have to do a little more. Well, you're then going to have the strokes you need to beat people that can maybe only move because that woman just ran me from side to side the entire <laughs> match and was cheering for me when I'd get a shot because yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I want to be that lady. Yes, we all do. We all do. I do too. I want to be she's her too. Yeah, she's is amazing. She's beat several of our really good singles players and everyone's just dumbfounded, but she's just phenomenal. So when did you sign up for leagues? Western Wake Tennis Association has their tri-tennis, tri-play, and tri-match programs. And I participate in their tri-match program, which was beginner matches. They have people on the court with you, helping you figure out whose serve it is, what the points are. And it's people that are super beginners. So that was a good way, I thought, to start because there wasn't the pressure of a USTA match and all that entails. That is a really good way to start. I started in the summer for tri-level. Everyone told me that it, you know, it was like the least amount of pressure, which years later now I figured, I mean, it's really not because it goes on to States. And so everyone's still really competitive in the summer, but I lost my first match 6060, but I was so excited that I actually got up enough nerve to get out there, but I would have much preferred to have a program like what you did. I hope that there's a lot of programs like that all over that people can take advantage of because that's a great way to start. Yeah, that was very helpful. And it helped all the ladies that I hit with that are now my teammates because we formed a team a couple months later. So Stephanie, since you started as a beginner, what advice would you give to other beginners? The thing that helped me the most was finding a group of people to hit with to keep me going. The clinics were wonderful to participate in and finding coaches that suited my personality was great. But I think finding that group of people that is always there, there's about 10 or 12 of us and you can always find, you know, two or three other people to come out and hit with you and they all want to get better. It's just nice to be able to call on them, say, let's go hit for an hour. And then, you know, you can work on something or you can just play. It keeps you involved. And uh, I guess not to get discouraged when you have yeah. a bad day. <laughs> that's <laughs> even the ev- pros have a bad day. That's it. I was going to say, that's at every level. Right. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. good> advice. <laughs> Are you so glad you did it? I am. I feel um, better physically. And I feel better mentally. I feel more confident. think that I would be, I'm almost 58 now. It's hard to think that I would need confidence. But yeah, I feel more confident about going out in the world. I'm basically an introvert. I have been my whole life. It's hard for me to go out and meet people and talk to people. So this was a big step for me to do. And because I did that, just that part, not even the tennis, it helped me feel better about myself. As adults, we don't have a lot of opportunities to just seek out new friends, but tennis gives that, you know, like that's a huge part of tennis. Yeah. All my friends were from doing things with the kids, kids were their yeah. sports or yeah. through school. And so yeah. to meet people I had nothing in common with, I thought, right. but um, now I do. It was a wonderful experience. Was it hard to watch your children play in matches, especially since you have a child that played it at such a high level? It was hard to... Uh, watch some of their matches you know they work so hard and if they have an off day and they're struggling or they're up against a tough opponent you just feel 
every shot and you feel everything that they're going through. But on the days when they're doing things that they had worked on in practice and it's working and you know, they're just playing spectacularly and they're, they're just making these wonderful shots and they're happy and feeling good. It's just a a thrill to watch them. Have they watched you any? They have not. (laughs) (laughs) They're usually busy during the day (laughs) when I'm playing. On Mother's Day this year, the kids and my husband got together and we did all go out to the tennis court and we all hit together. Nice. So that was a fun Mother's Day. That was, I think, the best Mother's Day I've had in a couple of years. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever be better than them? No. (laughs) (laughs) Tennis is something that can bring us all together, that we can go out as a family and bond. We can laugh and talk and hit and play and just spend some time together that's not under pressure or doesn't have a time limit. And it's nice that we can just spend that time together. We can all hit together and uh, just catch up and, and be together, spend some family time. So Stephanie, it sounds like you've got the tennis bug. How long do you plan to play? I'm going to keep playing as long as my body will hold up. My father-in-law played till he was in his mid to late eighties. I mean, if he can do it, I can do it. That's awesome. Exactly. That means you have 30 more years of tennis at least. I I know. Just think of all the things I can perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so glad you're playing, Stephanie. I'm glad that um, we were introduced to you and that you were willing to talk. Yeah, I'm glad to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite proud of myself for actually going out there and starting a new sport at age 56. I I felt like that took a lot of courage from me. (laughs) And, And it's worked out well. I've gained quite a few new friends and I've built confidence in myself and I've gotten healthier mentally and physically. And it's just been a great experience. After your first match, did you get anything special? I remember after Aaron's first match, what did you get an iced coffee for yourself? Oh, I got an iced coffee because <laughs> it was, it was in the middle of this day in the summer. So I couldn't like have a drink. So I went and treated myself to a nice iced coffee. <laughs> I think our team went out and had lunch and had some cocktails. There you go. We awesome. were all about cocktails at that point. <laughs> <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yes, these, the group of ladies, we do like to go to lunch and have cocktails after we play. So. I know. We missed the lunch aspect of tennis, yes. right, Carolyn? Yes. Oh, my I gosh. So that was our favorite it. part. Yes. yes. <laughs> the food is very important. Yes. Yeah. We really enjoyed speaking with Stephanie, and I agree with Stephanie that it takes a lot of courage to try something new, but that it is worth it. Another thing that I thought was interesting was when she talked about falling and breaking her wrist, and because of that, she found her most effective shot in adult tennis. I think that happens a lot. I also love that she's able to play with her family, and I really, really miss the lunches. That is definitely the best part. Also, I wanted to mention that last week we did a podcast on Let's, and we really appreciate Nikki posting a question to our Facebook page. She was playing, and a bat dived down at the ball as she was getting ready to hit it. She thought a let should have been allowed, but her opponent said that was not allowed. I definitely believe that a let should have been played. That was something outside of her control. And if she could have made the shot without the bat being there, that she should have claimed the let. She shouldn't have even asked her opponent. 
But let us know what you think. You can message us on our Facebook page, which is Second Serve Podcast, or email us at secondservetennis at yahoo.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Thank you.